Welcome to Dogma and Devotion, the podcast that sheds light on the beauty and truth of the Catholic faith. We discuss a wide range of topics from the viewpoints of two complementary vocations of the Church. I'm Ashley, here with Father Dupre, and on today's episode, we're reflecting on the Gospel for the second Sunday of Ordinary Time, Year B. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. John was standing with two of his disciples, and as he watched Jesus walk by, he said, Behold the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard what he said and followed Jesus. Jesus turned and saw them following him and said to them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher. Where are you staying? He said to them, Come and you will see. So they went and saw where Jesus was staying, and they stayed with him that day. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, the brother of Simon Peter, was one of the two who heard John and followed Jesus. He first found his own brother, Simon, and told him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated Christ. Then he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, the son of John. You will be called Kepha, which is translated Peter. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Here we are. We are in ordinary time. And I think right off the top, we need to address a deception that uh, could enter our thoughts that we are leaving a great, perhaps the greatest season and entering a less meaningful one as we transition from the great season of Christmas and go into ordinary time. And I've been reflecting on just really how wonderful the uh, season has really been and how it closed with one of my personally favorite seasons and, and, and the favorite feast days of the Epiphany. The Magi arrived and it's, it's just wonderful, right? It's been a gift-giving season and then we finish with... The joy sort of being delayed because the child now is getting his gifts, right? We, and so it, it counteracts this idea that, well, we left all the unwrapped gifts back there on December 24th, December 25th. But no, you know, January 6th, January 7th, we are only now celebrating the birthday boy getting his gifts from the Magi and to kind of... Uh, summarize there what's really significant about that feast and why it does need to close the Christmas season is that plain and simple, the Magi did not have faith on their way to see Christ, but they do walk away with it. And so the Magi get conversion graces. And so it's something that points to us and our relationship with Christ. We have received even more conversion graces. They went following a star, not the light of faith, and yet they walk away with it. And they are now part of the communion of saints. Well, how many conversion graces have we received as those who approach this Christmas season? We approach the creche this year with already an established faith. And so, again, to counteract this deception that, that could enter our thoughts that, ah, uh, we're leaving something perhaps better behind us. It is significant. It is wonderful. We had great liturgies that highlighted it, 
but we're not entering something less meaningful. We transitioned from being kind of filled, bathed in a whole season of light, right? I mean, lights went up everywhere and they were on our Christmas trees. They were in our cities, our towns, the way that they were decorated. And we have been in a sense, kind of informed uh, with light. And now we, like the Magi, we have new eyes to help us see our time as the way it should be lived. And so we're, we're going in into this next season, sort of recreated, right? We, we take time off and we call it recreation. We are given an opportunity now to refashion our engagement with our world, with our families, with our community. I think the misconception comes also because of the title of the new season being Ordinary Time. Yeah. But uh, it's really coming from that Latin word in the root, ordo, which just means order. So in a sense, we're, we should really be focusing on uh, the graces that we received from these great holidays and feasts, growing in it, maturing in that. <clears throat> and also think that's why it's so important to live a liturgical lifestyle in your home, um, because otherwise it's going to feel like a really boring time if you're just relying on every Sunday to keep you into the liturgical year. Amen. I was thinking about how you had just miniature transitions on your own dining room table mm -hmm. with how you do your Advent candle. Yeah, something that we do uh, in our home is we kind of go hard on the domestic church. Uh, and it's really easy and fun for us because we do have a three-year-old and a five-year-old. So they just want to learn. They're like little sponges and having that visual learning for them really helps. And I think we can take note from the church uh, when we look at you know, like Advent, you've got the wreath, you've got the candles, Lent, you've got the ashes and, and um, you know, the purple and uh, the stations and what might have you. But there's so many great feasts to celebrate through ordinary time. Um, the Feast of St. Joseph in March, you've got uh, Corpus Christi, you've got Sacred Heart. Looking into your own family, we celebrate baptism anniversaries, we celebrate name days. So even though a lot of green comes out in ordinary time, uh, our house is still super colorful because we're just not focused on, you know, just that. That's so great. And this might have been brought up in a previous episode, but one of my favorite things about what I saw in your Advent wreath is you you brought right into their daily kind of vision. I mean, what, what they were actually seeing coming into the home was you put in the center of your Advent wreath, Mary with child, this beautiful little statue of a pregnant Mary. Pregnant Mary, yep. And then once uh, the candles are all burnt out and we've got to Christmas, she swaps out to a Mary holding baby Jesus. So just like, you know, simple little visuals. I love that. I love that, you know. And so I think about as you do this for your family, right? Um, there's something here in the gospel that is really, again, helping us to move in a rhythm, not to leave something behind, but to stay in a rhythm. That's what the liturgical seasons are all about, to walk in step with Christ's incarnation. Oh, what a joy it is to be Catholic, because that is the whole purpose of entering into the liturgy. It's a big uh, inspiration for this very podcast and why we focus on the Sunday Gospels and to see our lives in 
union with Christ. We are his bride. We're married to him since baptism. And so there's always meaning for us. We don't have to recreate the themes. You know, we don't have to get that creative. We let Christ who has created all things. He's a word through whom all things were made. We stay in union with him. He is our bridegroom. And we have here what it's like to encounter him. Again, we're coming uh, from this last movement of Christmas, right? And the whole Christmas octave ended with the feast of the Holy Family. And lo and behold, what do we see here as we're entering into this next movement with Christ, our life? You have Andrew, the brother of Simon Peter, was one of the two who heard John and followed Jesus, right? And behold, the Lamb of God. He's one of those present. Okay, he's here. He has faith. He first found his own brother, Simon, and told him, we have found the Messiah. He's filled with hope, right? His hope has been met with a revelation, and he's excited. You have family bringing family to Christ. We have encountered Christ in his own family setting, and then we gathered with family. How many people were hosting family in their own homes to welcome and celebrate Christ's entry into our lives again, into our world? And so that, that's a powerful thing. We need to move in this rhythm in the way that we have already been moving in the Christmas season of celebrating family because Christ comes to us in his own family. And then now entering into ordinary time, it's not a big break. It's not dropping off from something more celebratory. What you see is you have a movement in hope, right? Andrew is bringing his own brother and look at what happens now we have a new life and that is signified by simon getting a new name name signifies identity simon becomes peter the rock because you have family touched by their hope fulfilled and we have something to live for we have something to share together that's what family means at the heart of it and so we do that now with more joy, not with less meaning. Uh, and the gospel that came right before this one that in our diocese we didn't read with the baptism of the Lord, you have John who is uh, baptizing Christ, calling him the Lamb of God. And so these apost- the, the disciples of John, when they see Jesus, it's like an immediate recognition. And I think that's so funny how it's almost contrasted with the first reading where you have Samuel who God has to call him a few times and he doesn't even, you know, recognize it as God's voice immediately. He goes and he, you know, eventually he does realize it's God. But these guys, like, I just wonder, like, how Jesus must have looked that they had, you know, an immediate recognition and they were just, this is my vocation. My life's forever changed. And the family was there, you know, how, how important was that to help them to hear that vocation and foster it so true we got we got two sets of brothers we have james and john zebedee and then we have simon and andrew and it's it's true you know they they are come from two families and now they're becoming this new family of apostles and they are going to give us life that they have experienced as a community you know so we're going in with joy that and and oh how great it is to really live deeply the liturgical life of the church 
it will sustain you. And so we're very grateful that Holy Mother Church is still guiding us. She's leading us to say, you have more light than you realize. I have been bathing you in this whole season of Christmas. Now I want you to see me in more places outside of your own home and go and experience it. Go and see that I am there and enjoy it. Share it. Please recreate with me this world in my image. Amen. Amen to that. Nothing ordinary about it. Not at all. <laughs> all right. You want to close us in prayer? Let's do it. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God, our Father, who by sending into the world the word of truth and the spirit of sanctification, made known to the human race your wondrous mystery, grant us, we pray, that in professing the true faith, we may acknowledge the trinity of eternal glory and adore your unity, powerful in majesty, through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Thanks for joining us. We'll return for our next episode with the gospel for the third Sunday of Ordinary Time. <laughs>